music. One tight check. I'm gonna show my son how to get it done. Get it done right the first time. See what I'm saying? Don't be a yeah. hater. I'ma show my little boy how to be a man. Show my little boy how to own his land. Show my little boy how to get these bands. Take your time, don't move too fast. I like sun. Life, I like sun, yeah. Life, I like sun. Life, I like sun, yeah. I'ma show my little boy how to be a man. Show my little boy how to own his land. Show my little boy how to get these bands. Take your time, don't move too fast. I like sun. Life, I like sun, yeah. Life, I like sun. Life, I like sun. Yes, yes, yes. Another episode, another day. Happy Thursday, everybody. I'm C. Rush. And it's your boy X. Welcome to Like Father, Like Son, where we agree to disagree. We will always debate and discuss a variety of events, issues, and topics encountered on the battlefield of life. Man, what's good, everybody, man? It's your boy X. You know, we back for another episode for Like Father, Like Son. I think this episode 14. 13, 14. Oh, man, you got me. You know, we're getting up there, man. Uh, we got uh, one more episode for season one. One more. Yeah. And uh, we, 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 we getting it, man. Yeah, we, we getting, getting it, man. And, and with each episode, we're getting closer to perfection. Hey, man, today uh, we got a special guest. A lot of y'all that know him. Uh, from my last podcast that we did together, uh, the people that don't know him, I'm going to let him introduce himself. A really good friend of mine. We grew up together. Did a lot of stuff together, man. Uh, go ahead, introduce yourself. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Devin Hope. <clears throat> uh, hold on, let me get my voice right, man. You know Y'all boy so professional. Let me... No, man. Just, just be you, <laughs> me, D. You me, family, let, man. Let me get myself a Yeah, you family up in this thing. Once again... It's your boy, uh, Devin Holt. I was Devo. You know, me and X did the um, Athletes Angle XD. And uh, I'm, it's a pleasure to be on this episode of this this great podcast. Man, thanks for taking away from your busy schedule, bro. Yeah, man. It's, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't let the opportunity, you know, pass by. You know, hey, so. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. So to give you all a little background, me and Devin, we grew up together, uh, played park ball, baseball together. Uh, played high school football together. Uh, good friends in high school. Good friends outside of, outside of school. Uh, we just been stayed in touch throughout. Uh, talk to each other about life. Talk to each other about sports. Talk shit. Disagree. <laughs> argue. Everything. So man, this is gonna be a great episode. It's gonna be fun. Uh, and Devin gonna really like let y'all in into how my dad. Helped him out uh, go in his career and life, advice given, and then vice versa, and just just how our our lives and our families intertwined. But before that, man, we're gonna get into this fight that happened uh, last Saturday: uh, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Uh, I missed the fight. It was during Mardi Gras, but. We got back to the room. It was me, Kia, Justin, a couple more people. And we I put got the fight, put the fight on my phone. I told him, let's go over and sit on the couch. We can all watch it on my phone. I was like, all right. So Tyson Fury walk out. Justin said, you know what? I'm gonna go get my laptop. He go get his laptop. Next thing I know, I wake up at 3 30 in the morning on my couch. I didn't miss the whole fight. Wow. <laughs> so I had to I had to I had to rewind. 
rewatch it when it replayed because I missed the whole thing. Yeah. But what did y'all think about the fight? Man, you know, I, I missed it on purpose. <laughs> you know, I, I really, man, when we start talking about pay-per-view, you know, I try to catch in and all fights, you know, just on your regular cable. But when they start talking about pay-per-view, man, I I kind of lost my taste for, for pay-per-view fights when I was living in Alabama for a brief period of time. That was the night Mike Tyson bit Holyfield's ear off. Oh, man. Man, <laughs> I was kind of lost – Lost my taste for pay-per-view fights, man. You know, I just spent all that money, and I think the fight ended before we even had a chance to get to see one. But I, 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 I wasn't surprised because just looking at video and that I had had a chance to, to and took the time out to watch, Fury was just more of a boxer. You can only yeah. be a, a, a battle axe. You can only swing your axe and hit people for so many times. At some point, you're going to miss. People are going to time that kind of stuff. Man, you got to be more than that. You got to be a real boxer. You know, and, and Fury uh, is a real boxer. You know, he reminds me of, of people like Lennox Lewis, uh, Evander Holyfield. You know, I would say Mike Tyson, but Mike Tyson had some boxing savvy too. Now Tyson wasn't just a slugger. Yeah, he was boxing. Tiger didn't go in there with I mean Tyson didn't go in the ring with Mike Tyson that is, didn't go in the ring with, with, with no strategy. And also just for just some note for people who don't know, Tyson Fury was actually named after Mike Tyson. Yeah. So that was interesting to know. But I just I, I just knew man if Fury could put it together and avoid getting hit by by one of those bombs that he was he was going to possibly win that fight, man, and and that's what happened. But the thing that surprised me even more than that is nowadays with the in the era of technology, you can almost make anything look any kind of way you want it to look, right. and it can weigh pretty much what you want it to weigh. Right. And for Tyson, I mean for 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 Deontay Wilder to come back a few days ago. Maybe yesterday or day before yesterday, and say he was exhausted because he had this forty pound <laughs> suit of armor on. Come on, man! Why you put that shit on anyway? You getting ready to go to the war, man? You getting ready to put your 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 title on the line, you know, and all that hard work you put in on the line, you know? Don't. Yeah. But I guess that I, I guess boxing is just always focused on going over the top. Yeah, I feel like Nowadays. it was, a, I feel yeah. like, I feel yeah. like it was yeah. a publicity a publicity stunt, and I feel like it it went how it's supposed to go, so they can make more money and get a third yeah. third yeah. match. Yeah. But like I told people, I wanted I wanted Wilder to win for obvious reasons, right? But <laughs> yeah. I told people I was like Fury is going to win because Fury is like you said a boxer, yeah, yeah. and and and. And Deontay Wilder, all he has is that right overhand, that right overhand, yeah. right overhand. And the people he's been boxing and fighting have been shorter, lighter. So the power he brings is just overwhelming, even through their blocks. Right. But Tyson Fury is big, is taller. Yeah. Bigger, um, longer reach. He, he weighs. He's weighs more. He's a longer reach. Like Deontay Wilder will have to go through multiple of those slugfests to connect. Cause, cause not only is Tyson a boxer, but he a warrior. He's not gonna just go out. He's not just gonna yeah. go down. And I respect Tyson because what he told his his strategy never wavered. He said from the beginning when they got the rematch, he said I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna attack Wilder, 
It's going to be over early. It was a relentless attack. And yeah. I, after he, he said that, he said that that's what he did for them seven rounds until they threw in the towel. He attacked. He taunted. Got in his head. Made him tired. He licked his ear. He licked his blood. He licked his blood, yeah. Boy, Man, that's the ultimate disrespect. Let me tell y'all how I felt going into the fight. So, my homeboys called me up. We go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. So, I'm in the Buffalo Wild Wings. And I'm telling everybody, I'm like, y'all know Tyson Fury going to win, right? Everybody's like, no, Deontay Wilder's the best boxer ever. Like, everybody in the bar. And I'm like, he's the best boxer. I was like, have you ever seen him really fight? Have you ever, like, really sat there and analyzed how he fights? They're like, yeah, yeah, man. That right, man. That right's deadly. Fury won't be able to take it. He not Fury down, this, this, and that. I was like, okay. So I was like, all right, well, we were watching a little pee on the fights, you know what I'm saying? So I'm steady telling them, like, I ready for this? I ready for this? So then the first round starts. First round was kind of even, but then I saw something. Fury hit him, I think, like two times. I was like, yep, my prediction is right. Fury learned something from that first fight. Yeah. If you – Wilder is a street fighter. Yeah. He's not a boxer. He's not a technique. He's just and, a baller. He's a he's baller. A yeah. yeah, yeah, That's a better – better. Yeah, he's like a Jack Johnson way back in the day type. The one they say broke the bull's neck. Yeah. 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 But you got to understand, there's a new day of age, you know, technology. People have seen you fight. You know what I'm saying? Everybody work around. Watch, watch your film. They've been watching your film. So you come in with this brawler mentality. Then you wear this heavy costume. When he wore the costume, I knew it was over. <laughs> I knew it was over because, I mean, it's now at this point, it's not a boxing match. It's like, oh, I'm trying so, to intimidate. Because he had, he felt like he had to intimidate Fury to win that fight. Fury was done that he, shit. He, he saw how Fury came in there on the throne. They yeah. carrying him. He ain't walked. Yeah, they yeah. carried him all he the way. He didn't give a damn about it. So they carried big old ass Fury. They yeah, had yeah, him yeah, on the yeah. throne. Yeah, they had him on the what? throne. He said, four men on each side. He's sitting on the throne. Two. Two on each side. He's sitting on the throne like this. Build. And they carried him all the way to the to the uh, to the area. ring. These dudes had to be pretty big, though. They were. They were yeah, they, 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 they yeah, were. Yeah. no little penny weenie. Uh, <laughs> but then, so then the fight progressed. And I'm sitting there like. I could have been the richest man in America. You should have bet. I should have. But you know what? I was. I should have bet, too. I had a kind heart that night. I was like, you know, I'm not going to take that money because they obviously don't know what they're talking about. Really? So I ain't do it. If I had should the, have. If I had the money to lose, I would bet. I would have bet that. But I ain't got oh. the money to lose. So. <laughs> We're saying here. So that's another reason why I didn't bet. So, you know, but at the same time, man, you know, like I said, it was a – it was a – it was a – it was a learning experience, you know, for sure for Deontay Wilder. I mean, I think like His first next, loss. I think that next fight is gonna be a classic. I feel like, but he got he got he got to get a whole new camp. He fired the dude that threw in the towel. Do y'all do y'all feel like they should have threw in the towel? Yes, man. Look, this it's a travesty if he fired Mark Breland because Breland, a boxer himself, he knew it was the right time. And what Breland did was, Breland said, "Look, man, let's fold up this tent." And live for another day because if Tyson had continued to punch on that man, he probably there's no telling. He probably would have ended his career. And matter of fact, listening to all of the the, the, the highlights and and and, and, and follow ups after the fight, right. it sounds like it should have been stopped early. earlier, yeah, even before early. it was stopped. Yeah. Some people say it's early at the fourth round. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, because. Once that ear, people don't realize it's far. Oh, a lot you, of people when don't. When you that, that eardrum bust? equilibrium well, is gone. They say it didn't bust his eardrum. Okay. It didn't bust his eardrum. Okay. They say it was something else that happened that caused his ear to bleed, but it wasn't a bust eardrum. 
Yeah, it, that wasn't the case. Hey, man, I'm, I'm just glad both are safe. You know what I mean? Hope Deontay go back to the drawing board with his camp and they technique. You know what I mean? Even if you don't fight another fight yeah. until you fight Fury again, take a year to work on your technique, work on your combinations, work yeah. on your jab, and sure. then work on implementing that overhand right. Yeah. In a in a way that they not just they not just knowing it's coming, they can block and you're trying to punch through a shield. Right. So you know, ho- hopefully you learn from that, man. Any any other um anything else y'all want yeah. to what else happened this week? Well, I got one thing I want to share. Are we still right before we leave the heavyweights? It's it's it doesn't even sound right to me because I'm gonna take y'all back to you know a time where y'all vaguely remember if you remember at all. When it was when boxing was the age of the heavyweights, you know the heavyweights ruled boxing, not lightweights, middle lightweights, welterweights, and all that. It was heavyweights. You had Muhammad Ali, Larry Holmes, Joe Frazier, Ken Norton. Then come on, come on down the line a little bit. You had Lennox Lewis, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas. Klitschko, uh, yeah, you know, you you had some you had some real heavyweights. You couldn't sleep on any of them, but now we're anticipating the next heavyweight fight to be a repeat of the Deontay uh, uh, Wilder and Tyson Fury, which is, which is going to be good to see. Yeah. But again, I just wish there were more there I was more like, competition in the heavyweight division. I feel like the only other the only other person, well, Ruiz, was it Ruiz that knocked out uh, Joshua? Yeah. But I feel like Ruiz, but I feel like that was, you know, a puncher's chance. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Joshua is the next yeah. out of them. Out of them. fight Wilder. Even though I'm one of them. I feel like, honestly, do I feel like Deontay Wilder would learn and get better? Yeah, nope. of course. I think he will because it's embarrassing. The way he got beat up was embarrassing. Was. Yeah, he, he's going to have to come yeah. back with and, and show more. And you best believe if he comes back and beat Fury, we're going to see it again. Yeah, for the for the, for the two bragging rights, you got to break the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah. And one other thing I want to add about this whole boxing thing that I'm really more excited about than anything that's that's that that may be about ready to pop on the boxing side is this possible fight be- between Layla Ali and Clarissa Shields. That's what I want to see. We're talking about Ali coming out of retirement to fight Clarissa Shields. Now Clarissa Shields. Going back to what we just talked about, she is a brawler. She's not a boxer. She don't really know how to execute that sweet science like Layla Ali, even though there's a big age difference. Yeah. There's a huge age difference. But I could never, ever not put my money, if I was going to put some money up on Layla Ali. I take yeah. shoes and five. You say who? I take shoes and five. It's not – you got to think about it. Layla Ali hasn't boxed in, like, six years. Man, like, man, man give it don't her matter. Give her, give, her give, give her a year to train. Give her a year. Just, hey, look, okay, I'm 1-0 yeah. one one in boxing predictions. I'm going 2-0. Yeah, I take both of y'all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm what, that's what you're going to have to do. <laughs> right now, the only, the, only, the only match I done lost in the last few years is I lost the Regis one. I have two. Regis. We lost uh, the decision, uh-huh. and then uh, I lost to Joshua Ruiz first fight because I didn't think Ruiz was going to win that. All the other ones I didn't predict, the Triple Gs, yeah. Canelos, all of them. Mm-hmm. Layla, it's just it's just like yeah, Layla, it's just like having a running back, a pounder, and a, a, a running back that's going to get outside, pick his holes, get out of bounds. 
Who gonna last the longest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he gonna run you over, run you over, he gonna run you over. But is he gonna last all game? But I tell you one thing, Clarissa Shields better get ready to ride her bike and get ready to move. Cause Ali gonna be ducking and dodging and swinging and bouncing. And yeah. man, it's gonna be. It's, it's she's better be. She better be in the best shape of her life. I tell you that when she fight Ali, and Ali gonna talk shit to her too. Like Clarissa Shields like to talk noise. Yeah. But late Ali, man, she gonna be talking and throwing them blows. And this young lady is gonna get frustrated. And I really think. Layla Ali gonna hit her with that experience. She I, gonna she gonna hit her with that experience, man. That's what's gonna get this young lady. time is undefeated. Yeah, I got a question. You said you said she's gonna talk shit. Question for y'all. Who's the biggest shit talker you know personally? Me. Talking <laughs> about this person that talk no. Just talk talk shit. Man, I have to say, just just person that talk shit all the time. I have to say my boy Joe Brace. <laughs> Joe Joe is the one. <laughs> I had to say, my Joe is the older guy, man. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I say me, man. Joe is hilarious. I have to say, Joe, man. I'm sneaky shit talker. Like, people will see me, they're like, oh, he ain't going to talk shit. When we get in the game, I'm in your ear the whole time talking about shit. I'm going to talk shit to you, too, though. But I have to say, Joe, man. Just just growing up with it, even playing ball at the club, (laughs) shooting dice, whatever it is, Joe's just going to talk shit. I I got a couple people. You know, of course, I got to put myself up there. Mm-hmm. But other than myself, probably Larry Dace, little Larry to play receiver with us, little Larry and Carlos. Well, I got another Larry for you to talk shit. I really got Larry. Larry. Uncle Larry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uncle Larry, yep. Man, I just, but I'm the, I'm the type of shit talker that just like, I ain't going to, most of the time, I'm not going to start it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you start, when you, when you just, oh, I just need a crack. I just need a. <laughs> I see you love as soon as you start, I am running with it and I'm gonna get on your nerves. You're gonna be mad. And then when you can't stop me or stop whatever happening, you just gonna have to take it. And then you're just gonna be mad, get madder, and matter, and matter, and matter. And that's when I was I was when I was growing up, you, you to to really to get that shit talking title, that ST title, man, you you had to really just break that other person down where they'd be so mad they would want to fight. fight. Yeah. <laughs> and most of the guys coming up, man, they used to talk all that ST, man. They they were the guys that they would make you so mad you want to fight, but then you look at them and say, man, I ain't going to try to fight this nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to yeah. try to. Yeah. I mean, you know, I might lose the fight. Nah, and shit yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, oh, then if you lose the fight, then, then it's just going to escalate. Yeah, but right. then you wanted to fight me and I beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna do you like your grandmother giving you a whooping. I told you not to yeah. go down that street. They start talking to me. Every time they talk up. to you, they give you a yeah. lick. You know, <laughs> man. man, I think, I think, I think I was the worst shit talker because I talked shit whether we were up forty or down forty. I remember like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but uh, we <laughs> we lose the Meridians last game of the season. I didn't really give a fuck. I was there. Yeah, I'm over. We did Wildcat, so I'm blocking uh, one of the best players in the state. And he fell, and I'm all in here. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, what's up? What's up?" I mean, it was some other stuff I said. I ain't gonna lie, but he was like surprised I was talking shit to him. So he came hard again, and I ain't gonna lie, I tripped his ass the second time. <laughs> I knew he was coming hard. You know, right. I'm a quarterback. I'm not gonna block nobody. Right. And so, like from that day on, I was like, "Yeah, I got into this shit talking." Then fast forward a couple of years, I'm at Alcorn. You know, we hooping at the old gym. You know, doing a little mural. And, you know, I'm all in the ear. Like I'm just talking all types of shit, man. It was one game they messed around. Let me hit twenty. And I'm just shooting it, bow, bow, busting ass. Oh, you know I'm talking. 
So it got to a point where a buddy said, meet me in the parking lot. <laughs> so keep in mind, like, I'm smart now. Like, I'm smarter than the average person. So I knew, you know, he said, me in the parking lot. It wasn't just going to be me and him. So <laughs> I went out the front door instead of the back door. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, when it comes to the art of shit talk, you have to be, you have to have a strategy. You know what I'm saying? You got to know what you can do. You got to know your capabilities. So Just like in life. Just like in life. Strategy, you yeah. have to understand. Like, if you a shit talking, you can't fight, you're going to have to leave after the game. Right? <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> not, gotta... And I said I can't fight because I, I scrap with anybody, but I knew I was going to get jumped because I was talking to the whole team. So I did. You know what I'm saying? And a, and a real S tier knows how to read tendencies. Yeah. And, and a real S tier is so coordinated, they can bounce and trounce on you at the, just the right time. Yeah. You know, I, I think my, I think I, I talked the most hooping. You know, I'm a football mm-hmm. like football, yeah. DB, like I, I'm gonna talk to you if you start talking. I'm gonna really, I'm gonna get on your nerves. I'm gonna be mad at you. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell you how what I'm about to do. How you can't stop me when I catch the ball. I'm like, oh, you use close. Maybe next time. Right. For basketball, I'm in your ear on offense. I'm in your ear on defense. Don't let me shoot it on you. Don't let me do nothing on you. Ain't you. And then I pick you up from from the other end. As soon as they take off the take the ball, like you don't even have to get the ball. I'm right there on your shoulder. Yeah, in your ear, and and that's the thing about about somebody that can talk. No, they can they can back they can really back it up. That's like an exclamation point. Oh yeah, I, I never will forget <clears throat> back in the day. Uh, Mississippi Valley was getting ready to play Jackson State. They hadn't beat Jackson State in twenty some years. Matter of fact, every time Jackson State would play Valley, they would have shirts on twenty two years, twenty whatever, however yeah. many years it's been since Valley won. And the night before, they were supposed to have a dance on the plaza at Jackson State. So I'm up there, because I live right down the street. I'm going through there to see what young lady is out there that needs some, need some conversation, you know, just lonely. And I ran into Jerry Rice. He had come up there for the party, too. You know, and we were talking. He knew my homeboy, who was the DJ at Valley at the time. I said, yeah, Jerry. I said, you ready for tomorrow? Of course I am. You know, he, he was real. Jerry was real arrogant and cocky, man. Well, he was confident. Yeah. Jerry say, uh, I said, Woods, man, Darrell Woods. It, it, it was a DB all swag for yeah. Jackson State. That's who they were going to put up against against uh, Jerry Rice, just like Isaac Hope from Alcorn. But I Hope used to hold him down. That was a heated battle, yeah. Hope and, and Jerry Rice. But this guy, Darrell Woods, first all swag, Jerry said, man, I'm going to make Darrell Woods wish he had never thought or ask the coach about being a defensive back. <laughs> man, the man at the end of the game, the man I never will forget, it's etched in my mind. The man had 10 catches, 285 <laughs> yards, and five touchdowns. Damn, he put a, he put a season on that boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10, 285, and five. And that, hey, that's, that's ace from Florida. Remember he yeah. talking shit about? Huh. And that was the first time oh. I ever, <laughs> hey, his partner from Florence uh, going to call him for the game. Oh, yeah, I'm guarding X tomorrow. He ain't going to get nothing. Well, they didn't think I was going to play. You know how I broke my thumb. So, so they, did. they didn't uh, think I was going to play. I'm, I'm guarding X tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going uh, to uh, hold him. I think I had what, four or five catches for like 180. Wait, two touchdowns. Uh-huh. Deep on him. Uh-huh. We saw him pray. Me and David looked at each other. And we, he had, he a had play. to play up. I, right. Abort play, abort play. David was just like, 
But you know what? And, and while I'm talking about that game and Jerry, Jerry Rice, just to backtrack for yeah. a moment, shout out to Archie Cooley, man. For those of y'all, those of y'all who don't know who Archie Cooley uh, is, Archie Cooley was the head coach at Mississippi Valley at the time. One of the most innovative football coaches, especially from the offensive side of the ball, whoever lived. Yeah. And all this stuff where you hear people talking about how mommy and, and San Francisco out there with Bill Walsh and that offense. You better you better go back and, and talk to and look at Archie Cooley and how he word. did things. That word. game they played Jackson State that they won at Memorial Stadium. I've never seen anybody go in the entire game with no huddle. No huddle the entire game. The running back had over 100 yards, and they had four or five receivers with over 100 yards that day. That they like, had almost 800 yards of offense hey, that's that day. That's how like Houston, my freshman year. How they was doing there, man. I, I, I got ties to him going to his house. Man, I'm telling you, like, it's it's crazy. Back to backtracking what you're saying. You look at the air raid offense, and you see Leach is now at Mississippi State. Right. That all came from the satellite offense. All of that. If you see formations where they go triple, when they go quad, mm-hmm. and they put the tackles on the outside, it's mm-hmm. satellite. That's, That's all, all right. it is. That's all right. You know what I'm saying? So, I look, like, you know, I'm a football historian. I love the game. And I was telling someone, I was telling, actually, I was telling someone I work with, I was like, look, Look up Archie Cooley. You know, I, it's crazy you said that because this happened like a week ago. I was like, Archie Cooley was really the originator of the air raid. Right. It wasn't how Mummy. They piggybacked off of it because they saw it was working with Jerry Rice, right. and Titan, and those right. guys. But at the same time, it originated from Mississippi Valley State. So did. I had, I'm actually, I actually saw them in that game, X, in, 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 in Devo. They had a center and two guards, quarterback and running back, everything else with wide receivers. Everything else, and, and when they go out on a pattern, it look like you, yeah. you you find missiles in the sky at night. You bring They're them all in, over the place. Bring them in with the screen game. Bring them in. Bring DBs in because now you got the center and two guards right here. So now they say, "Oh shit, we can blitz." Right. Ain't nobody coming. We coming straight for the quarterback. Right. What you don't realize is you got the two tackles. You got a tackle right here and a receiver right here. Tunnel screens. All that's open because you're coming in. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, and shout out to HBCUs too, man. And this is definitely another uh, podcast topic for another day, X. And, and we, but we're going to have to shine some light on it, though, X, because I remember, man, in the 80s and the 90s, every year you're going to have not just a player or two, you're going to have players who are actually drafted from HBCUs. Almost every player now that goes to the NFL from HBCUs have to go right. via the, the, the free agent route. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that it, it's amazing how the system has circumvented that talent. Just because you had an HBCU, all of a sudden now your talent is is, is not good enough to withstand the 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 the, the, the uh, uh, hold up to that same talent that's in Ohio State or Alabama. Yeah. You know, you got to look at it. Arguably, the best running back ever came from what? HBCU, Jackson State, State University. Yeah. Arguably, the best receiver to ever play the game came from where? Uh, Mississippi Valley. Arguably, arguably, the best offensive lineman to ever play the game came from what? HBCU, Jackson State, Jackie Slater. Quarterback, you know? one, arguably one of the best quarterbacks. Doug Williams. Doug Williams. Steve McNair. Steve McNair. Steve McNair. You the know, come on. DN, one of the best DN, D lineman, Michael Strahan. And Richard Dent. Play for the Bears. Yeah, Come on, Jones. man. The list goes on. And on. It goes on and on, man. NFL, XFL, everybody. Y'all got to do HBCUs better. And you the, know? Thing, the thing about all of this, the thing about it is back then, one thing, 
not to, you know, defend the one thing, the best African-American players were going to HBCUs back then. But then when they started getting the majority of the best African-American players at the big PWIs, now the money is different. Yeah. Now you got the facilities, you got the technology. Yeah. You got the, you remember, you remember what we said about education, anything. It's not what you know. It's who you know and how it looks. Mm-hmm. You got Nebraska, they got better facilities than, 30, than all the NFL teams. You got Ohio State, Alabama, Florida State, University of Tennessee. They're not even good right now. All those teams got b- better facilities than the NFL when Grambling, Jackson State got to take bus rides to almost every school, yeah. every game. No indoor practice facility. No indoor practice nah. facility. No, no turf practice outside, nothing. Right. You know I'm what putting, I mean? Ba- barely, barely, barely training facilities. Barely uh, physical therapy. Yeah. You only, you barely got qualified physical therapy. You barely can get your ankle taped properly. Right. You know what I mean? I might be exaggerating a little bit, but I might not. Uh, you're not. You're not. No, you're not. Uh, uh, go ahead, Dave. I'm putting it this way. My little brother plays Alcorn now, right? His high school had way better facilities than Alcorn. Way better. He's at Alcorn now looking like he don't even feel like he's in college. He played in Texas. He played in Texas, played high school all four years. Oh, in yeah, Texas. everything in Texas is bigger than better, baby. That's what I'm saying. So now, back to this topic, kids in Texas and that in the suburbs, suburbs where they, these kids aren't, you know, they're not used to HBCUs. They want to go to Texas and this because they used to those facilities. And it's crazy how they look down upon us. They're like, oh, I don't want to go there. It's like second, you know, second fiddle. So. Mm-hmm. And the only thing, like, before we wrap this up, the only thing that's going to change that is these top athletes – being implanted and going to the HBCUs, changing the narrative, getting the HBCUs on TV because now you want to see the number two running back. Now you yeah. want to see the number one receiver, the number one DB at a Jackson State, a Grandma, a Valley. So they now they can be more competitive. Not saying they're not competitive, but in the eyes of network. Now when you see them, now you can't, you know, prevent them, prevent their talent. But man, we gonna we gonna um, stop it right here and go to a commercial break so y'all can hear. Anchor FM with like father, like son. We'll be back. And we back. We back. I hope you enjoyed that lovely commercial by yours truly. Uh, but, you know, great conversation, man. We got into some very um, passionate things right there. Went a little longer than expected. But, hey, when it's passion, you can't put the time on yeah, passion. Yeah, time, man. I lose time. track of time when, when passion takes over. Yeah, all night. <laughs> and I, I hope y'all enjoyed that, man. That was real talk. From uh, from my dad, my boy Devo, but uh, man, Devin, man, now let's 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 put the put the spotlight on you, my guy. All right, um, tell me, man, uh, you know it's a like father, like son podcast. Okay. Me as being the son, my dad as being the dad. <laughs> right. You know, Charlie. Uh, tell us about you and your dad and you and your dad's relationship. Uh, me and my dad's relationship is is crazy. It's kind of funny. Um. You know, he was hard on me. You know, I'll be honest. He was hard on me growing up. You know, at the time. I think X would say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just that old school love, that we, tough we, love. We'll get into, we'll get to all that later on. Yeah, later it's on. that, it's that tough love, man. Like, but uh, I mean, our relationship, man. You know, it, you know, everything, it works out. You know, it has its, you know, ups and downs. At the same time, but I can honestly say, like, if I ever want to talk to somebody, he'll always be there. Uh, like I said, hard on me, especially in athletics. Like, I think. I never knew that I was decent 
into after I stopped playing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, But, you know, in defense to him, not that he need anybody to defend him because I know right. your father, man. Right, right, right. And we enjoy conversation. But I think it's, it's that having been there and once yeah. you become a father, it's like, you don't you want you want your son to stay focused and, and get and get every inch yeah and every 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 drop yeah of that talent you don't want to leave anything on the table he don't right. want you to leave anything on the table and sometimes it seems overbearing and sometimes it can become overbearing, overbearing. Yeah. yeah but like yeah. you know like every game you know what I'm saying X you probably heard he could probably cuss me and X out more than anybody on the team oh, yeah, he's standing yeah. right there on the uh, fence look me and him be standing side and <laughs> shit Extra the cop there. Yeah. I mean, we should right there on the fence, man. Like, you know, I'm like, hold up, man. We right here now. Hold up, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. We, we it was all love. Yo, your father real though. He real. Yeah. You know, he, he me, our philosophy is assembly. You know, if it ain't real, it ain't right. If it ain't right, it ain't real. You know, we both know a mutual guy. And the last time I saw your father, I mentioned this guy that we both know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, he ain't right. You know, and once he once he said that, I realized that ain't somebody I need to be hollering at. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he'll call a spade a spade in yeah, a minute, yeah, you know. Yeah, but, like, yeah. it's... And, and then he a hard worker. He gonna go get yeah. up and go to work. And yeah. as far as, like, you know, like, you know, uh, principles and stuff, I mean, just, like you said, hard work, you know. Uh, man, I'm... The yeah. life of a... How old is your father? 57. 54. 54, yeah. Still singer. Nah, actually, he's gonna get married in in, in August. Shout what? out to yeah, 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 Look, yeah. Shout out to that lady, boy. Yeah, yeah, she, she, yeah. They get married in August, man, and he's pretty excited about it. So. Man, I, yeah. man, you see your father, man, because he he got a lot of people. I know he's gonna be invited to his wedding, man. Tell him his conscience gonna bother him, man, if he don't invite him, man. <laughs> I'll make sure to let make him know. Make sure to let him know, I'll man. Make sure to let him know, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's gonna be the way to go to, and yeah. the reception. I want to go to the reception. That's all I want. Not the to. reception, the bachelor party, and nothing else. <laughs> that's gonna be entertaining, right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just go to wait for the reception. Yeah, yeah, man. So he, he's really excited about that. But like, like I said, man, just keep me focused. Um, you know, typical dad stuff. And you know, you think about things, and you think about times when you're gonna have your own kids and stuff. And you just think about stuff you want to pick up from your parents and stuff, things you want to do better. And, you know, it's just a lot of stuff that I could pick up from it that made my development, made me who I am, you know, so. Yeah, you, 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 not that I'm surprised, man, but you, you've grown into a, a man. You're a man, yeah. you know, and, and when I say man, you know, no pun intended, man. You, you know how to recognize bullshit. You know how to handle yourself. You know how to get up and go to work, you know, and if I had a daughter your age, and she came home and told me, Dad, I got a boyfriend. His name is Devo. And <laughs> Devin, I want you to meet him. And I would have met you. And yeah. I'll meet you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's a good young man. Yeah. You know, and I ain't going to say that. I say if I had a daughter his age. I ain't got no daughter his age. Yeah. Okay. Ex, ex probably wouldn't, would not let that happen. No, you can talk to him. You can talk to him. Right. Oh, when we had to, to go in the back room, X, and have another talk, 0%. Oh. <laughs> oh. Devo, we can't do it. Hey, uh, no. Okay, I, I lied. I lie. 20. 25 percent. I just had to have 25 percent. 50 percent. Because I had to have a talk. We're going to have to find another daughter. We're going to have to find another daughter. I just had to say, Devin, now that I love you, my daughter. I love you. Yeah, we see. We're going to have to find you another one. I've been knowing you for a long time
<laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, ladies, ladies out there, I'm just playing. My boy is a good guy. He's a good yeah. dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Love to have um, fun, man. You know, DM DM the uh, Like Father, Like Son podcast if you want his information. <laughs> he will give you his information at the end of the podcast also. So, uh, hey, I'm putting that out there for him. He will not say it, but I will. <laughs> yeah, but now, man. back to, uh, so, man, that you know, dad, yeah. uh, your pops put a lot of, you know, implement a lot of great characteristics in you. Um, basically helped you, of course, moms too, but basically helped mm-hmm. you be a man that you are today, you know. Uh, what other like male role models would you say help implement, like help steer you in the right yeah. direction in life? Um, uh, my grandparent, my papa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shout out to papas everywhere, man. You know, he. I don't know if you remember, he was at every game too. You know. Um, yeah, I remember. And at the time, people didn't realize he was battling cancer. Whoa. He been battling cancer since maybe like four or five years. And he died in 2016, along with my my grandmother. They died two days apart. Wow, man. So I lost both of them. But uh, but as a role model, definitely him. Um, he was really instrumental in you know making me who I am today. And he passed on a lot of knowledge you can't get in high school or college. No, nah, you can't. Real life knowledge. You can't. You know. And it's funny, you know, he was a referee all his you know in South Pacific. You know, he was. Uh, umpire and all this and that, and he, he's always what high school? Well, not high school. He's an umpire. He did all the high yeah, school. Yeah, so he did South Mississippi. So he did the okay. Hattiesburg area, Wiggins, Saint Santa Claus, and all, all that. Santa Claus, not Santa Claus. Not Santa Claus. I knew he was. Not Saint Santa Claus. I mangled that school. Hey, you know how you be getting on it? We got you. Yeah, I mangled that school. <laughs> oh, <out>. okay. Oh, <laughs> on recording. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got, we got I know what you talking about. That's all that matters. Yeah, but he. He, like I said, he did all those code schools and stuff like that. So, you know, he was always telling me ahead of time, you know, when he knew I was interested in football, like, well, you're going to have to read defense. You're going to know what a cover two, you know what a cover three, you know what a cover one, you know what a man look like. Now, he was always telling me that on the scene. And he was right. And he was right. You know, I had to learn that. Uh, also, um, other role models. Man, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I was blessed with some coaches, some decent coaches, uh, real good coaches, actually. You know, I know a lot of people – you know, a lot of people at Terry is going to give when I say this now, and they're like, what? But Darbone was probably really instrumental for the fact is when I came from Texas, I came, I was cocky. You know, I had been coached in Texas. I mean, we ran an air race system, blah, blah, blah. I, like, I had to learn a whole new system. We weren't throwing the ball. I was throwing the ball in Texas probably 30 times a game. I ran the ball. People didn't, when I came here, people didn't think I could run. Like, I'm slow, but I can run. I had to learn a new system. We were pro style. I had to go under center. I had never been under center ever. And so he taught it to me. I learned it in the summertime. And, you know, and I because soon because he had the patience to teach me. You know, I don't know what it was if he didn't have nobody else to, you know, play quarterback, which is true. But, you know, he taught me. He took the patience out to teach me. You know, those guys really, they were patient with me because, you know, like I say, coming from an air raid, I don't think people understand. When you come from a shotgun dominant offense to under center, is one of the biggest transitions you're gonna have. You know, and not to dwell on it, but it just would have been scary to see what 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 you and X's senior would have been like if you had started your junior year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think yeah. about it all the time, and I think about it like you know the weapons we had, and then we had a great defense that year. Yeah, like not take it away from the defense we had our senior year, but they weren't as good as the one we had mm-hmm. before. So you know it. You know, I think about it, but at the same time, man, I'm grateful for the time I got. Oh, yeah. You know oh, for sure, saying? for sure. And uh, who else I got? Um, 
you know, I got role models now. You know, right, right. now I'm in nursing school, doing my thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I got my boss. Uh, shout out, he he went to Southern, so I don't know if you want to shout him out on this podcast. No, 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 <laughs> but uh, he he probably we, ain't gonna listen we, to it. We, we, we got love, we got love for Southern. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Kia. Yeah, this podcast, yeah. this podcast yeah. is all welcoming, man. Yeah, I man. He, uh, his name's uh, Ali Gamble, man. He's a CRNA over at uh, UMC, man. Really great guy, man. Um, took me under his wing, honestly. Like when I came, yeah. came back from Texas, man. man the only somebody you know, person, me, yeah, he told me how, what I got to do. So shout out to him too. The only, the only people we don't want on this podcast are people that don't respect people and people that mistreat old folks and children. We definitely don't want you around us, but you know, yeah. hey. Yeah, man, but your yeah, role models are, are something, man. I, and sometimes you have to be your own best role model. For sure. You know, yeah, that's something that we you you never hear people talk about. You know, there are a lot of people who play uh, a role in my life coming up, man. And, and I still think about some of those lessons and, and conversations, you know. And, and, and it's amazing. It doesn't matter. What the age is, mm-hmm. you could see a person could be a lot younger than you can be serving as a role model, either directly or indirectly. Right. You could observe a behavior, and that's playing a role in your life as far as saying, you know what, I need to adopt that. And it's funny you say it. I got another role model to my right. This guy right here, entrepreneur spirit, go out there, get it. You know what I'm saying? X can be anything he want in the world, but he don't want to work for nobody. No, he did about that. And you see what I'm saying? Like, he can, I don't know if everybody knows. I'm going to brag on my boy real quick. X could be operating on your brain, any part of the body. He can do anything he wants, but he understands that, you know, he don't want to work for nobody. He want to be his own boss. And yeah. I commend him for that. You know, I look on Snapchat, I see him training. Like, I be trying, I be wanting to train with him, but I don't live in New Orleans. <laughs> so, but it's just crazy, man. Like, he took his situation, went to Tulane, did what he had to do, took his situation. Went through the bumps and bruises of the NFL, the Ring League, all that. Still came out as a champion. At the end of the day, you're not working for nobody. You're not right. working for the NFL. You're not working you ain't for nobody. begging nobody for nothing. You still, you still know what two plus two is. Yeah. You know, you still got your faculties. Yeah. Still working and all that stuff, man. It's a blessing. You yeah. Know? You can all your fine motor skills are intact. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So you, you gotta came up on the open hand. So you, that's and you still run some of the best routes on the planet. You know, for 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 those who don't know, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I appreciate that. That means a lot. You know, uh, not just go out here every day and just try to, you know, be the best me I can be, and to hear somebody close to me. You know, every day. You know, might not say it to each other every day, but to hear somebody close to me that I also look up to and also is a true friend to oh, say. Yeah, because you always say, talk to me about Devo. Yeah, yeah. And how he's grinding and doing his thing in the medical field. You know, it's rough. To hear that come from him and like, you know, just just to say that and how like somebody look, looks at you from a distance and just see you still grinding, still chasing that goal of just being successful and being a great person each and every day. That just makes you want to go harder. Maybe want to wake up again tomorrow. Just go go harder and influence somebody else. And I appreciate that, Devon. And, and when you serve as a as a role model, just by doing it right, when other people recognize that, it, it makes your heart feel kind of like a lump in it because you doing this just because it's in your DNA. It's not that you want somebody to look at you as a role model. Right. It just it's just out of habit. You know, it's out of habit, and you're fine-tuning it every day. And, and every day you're getting better at it, you know. And, and, and 
that's that means that means a lot, man. That that means that means sure. a whole lot, you know. And and anytime you can just say words of uplift, man. I was talking to we've got a family member, Aunt Glenda. Shout out to Aunt Glenda, Uncle Larry's wife. We mentioned Uncle Larry earlier, but uh, she's dealing with the early stages of, I guess, dementia. But uh-huh. dementia. But she calls called me and I saw what she had come. I called her back. I said, uh, may I speak to to, to Aunt Glenda? And she, uh, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. So why are you sorry? I said, matter of fact, you better not call here no more talking about you sorry. You know who this is? And then she said, who are you talking to? <laughs> I said, nobody, Aunt Glenda. <laughs> and then she, she was telling me about, about uh, I said, how is it going? Uh, it's going okay. I said, why okay? Well, be be a lot of ups and downs. I said, hold up. I said, you woke up this morning. Uh-huh. I said, every day or night when you go to sleep, you don't know where you are. You don't know where your mind is. Right. And for a power greater than you to pick you to wake up yeah. that next morning, that's a miracle every single day. Dementia or not, you know what she did when I told her that? Cried. She started crying. Yeah. And she told me, Charles, you're right. You're right. And see, right then, I wasn't serving as no role model. I wasn't even saying it to motivate her, but I was just pointing out something Positive. that she, that she needed to look over here. Look at that over there. Mm-hmm. You know, like my son tonight was telling me how his pants got stole. His knife in Canada, you know, it's hard to get a pistol. So he had a knife with a window smasher and a bottle opener and all that stuff on it. Somebody stole his knife. Shout out to him too. Tomorrow is his birthday. And uh, in about 20 minutes up there is his birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got to call him. We might have, if we're still on air, we might FaceTime if we're still on oh, air. Jamie. Well, yeah, we, we got a few minutes left. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, but uh, and I was telling him, I said, man, and then he said he had to walk 20 minutes. It's it's snowstorm in Canada right now. They they stole the sweats. He didn't have a number some short workout shorts. He had to walk twenty minutes in the snow and ice. But guess what? They didn't steal that was on top of the on top of the sweatpants. His wallet. No, they didn't steal his coat and they didn't take his boots. Imagine if they had took his coat and his boots. So I pointed that out. Did he have his wallet? He had his wallet in his coat pocket. They ain't even stealing wallet. That's great. They just got his sweatpants, his knife, and his forty dollars. That, that's just that's just like me Friday. I got I got my phone pickpocketed during Mardi Gras. Uh taking my boy Joseph, shout out Joseph, out there to uh Bourbon. I'll never go on Bourbon for no reason. But I was like, they wanted to go, so I took him. Phone got pickpocketed, along with about 20 other people at the same time. And I'm like, man, damn. I like I got seventeen hundred contacts, I got no phone. People down here this weekend trying to hit me up, trying to go places. Mm-hmm. I'm pissed. But then I thought about it. I had a fanny pack on, and I had everything else in my fanny pack, but I was just on my phone, so I put it in my jacket pocket. I was like, but I still got my wallet. I still got my credit cards, debit cards. Hammer my, and everything. ID. Yeah. yeah. Hey, my, everything else I need in there. Right, right. It, so I was like, you know what? All right, hopefully I got insurance. Call my I got insurance on the phone. Yeah, we're going to call it in. Bam, here, here in two days. 
So at the end of the day, when I said, like, okay, I can get it back, hopefully I can have majority of my stuff in my phone, majority of my content. Right. Majority. You might be about ready to get your old phone that got stolen back. You might end up getting it back, huh? No. They they found some phone they ain't find all. They oh. found, like, 10. Okay. There's probably over 100 people got their phone. That's crazy. Bro. And that's the first thing I told my brother. Like, he went out just for a little bit to get off track with it. He was going out of fact for the first time. I said, son. <laughs> I, had to, I had to break it down. Yeah, so like you had to break it down. I was like, hold on to your wallet. I say, if your wallet got a, if your phone case got a something you put your money in, do that. Cause they will pickpocket your ass. Yeah, yeah. straight up. You, you really got to have the best thing to have in a place like Monaco. I got a coat, got a pocket from here all the way down here to deep pockets. Yeah, is to have something like that. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? But you got to make sure it, it throughout throughout it all the drinking and the, the noise mm-hmm. and the celebrate. That you put it in there and don't make a mistake and, and miss the pocket. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, because they get real. So, yeah. so look, look, to hop back right on top, back on topic. Devo, tell me, like, what helped you get your, like, I know sports is a big part of our lives in general. Right. Uh, what uh, helped you, you know, get to that next step from high school? To you know, if they listen to our old ethics angle HD, yeah. they'll know that you playing some collegiate ball, the bumps and bruises we both had. Right. But what 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 helped springboard that first step to collegiate sports? Man, I'm gonna be honest, man. When I first went to college, man. I really didn't understand the gap, you know, the gap between college and football. But what's what the gap between high school and college football? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a big gap. Yeah. I think a lot of kids they don't see that gap. But anyway. Once I found that gap, I'm competitive enough to be like, okay, I got some work to do. You know what I'm saying? I got to go out here. I got to go out here and run some hours because I had moved to tight end at the time. And, you know, I know I ain't ran the route ever. So I'm up there trying. I got to get perfect this. I got to perfect that. I got to work. I got to work extra 10 times, 20 times hard because I've never played this position before. And now I'm in college. So my competitive spirit is what springboarded me, honestly, because, like, man, I ain't never sat on the bench. I ain't never did none of that. So I was like, I ain't been doing now, you know. So- but my question, like, what, like, from high school, like, mm-hmm. what helped you get noticed? What helped you? How did you? How did you get your name out there? Uh-huh. My man, right here to my left. So, <laughs> my man, my man, right here, my Mr. Man. Mr. Rush, right here. Uh-huh. Let me tell y'all how it happened. Let me not, let me tell y'all yeah. how he low key saved saved our season, and it's gonna be quick. So I think we played Brookhaven in the scrimmage. We look like hot damn garbage. I think X ran around, I threw the ball in the stands. We look like shit. So the next day. Don't put me out there like that. I ain't never run the wrong route. He ran the wrong route. He ran the wrong route. He ran the wrong route. I know you did. (laughs) (laughs) So then the next day, man, we go to Forest Hill Park, which is down the street from where we both live. We in the outfield. And then Mr. Charles right here just telling us, like, man, y'all could be the best duo in in Mississippi. Y'all need to get this shit together. You know what I'm saying? Y'all run some routes. So we throwing balls. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we feeling each other. Like, okay, X, whatever. Next game we go, our first game of the season. Now, we unfortunately we lost, but I'm talking about on You can point. see it. You can see it on point. Everything's – You can see it. You can see it. And so that was a springboard. And then, man, honestly, like, you know, it was the recognition we got early on, I think, because, you know, like I was – I was on the newspaper. You were in the newspaper. I was in the newspaper. You were yeah. in the newspaper. Like, it was just y'all like. Been there at the same time. It was, yeah, it was a lot yeah, of stuff y'all going got on. a lot of ink that year. And then we got Blitz 16 Player of the Year. 
play play play, play the year. year. Yeah, play the year week, whatever. Yeah, and that was Brandon, crazy. Brandon. Oh y'all, but y'all scared the shit out of Brandon that night. The crowd was scared. Well, hold on, we're gonna get on that too, because I'm okay. gonna tell you the story about that. Cause I got into it with the fans, remember? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was talking crazy to everybody that night. It, it was crazy, man. <laughs> we were we were a good, like, we had Brandon on the ropes. And, Ooh, did y'all. And we would. Defense wasn't that good, though. Yeah, I did, like I said, our defense wasn't that good. R.P. my boy, Justin. Yeah, hey, that's my boy. I love him to death. Love you, bro. But uh, you dropped that pass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, hey, it was crazy, hey, man. Hey, about what? About a couple months before you got in that wreck? Him, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Devin, Kent on Facebook were going Edit about well, it wasn't me. It was Justin. What's so Justin the kid? He instigated. Of course, I'm instigated. It was Justin the kid, but all you see that Justin the kid going back and forth to Devin say, "But Justin, what about this? But Kent, what about this?" And then Devin just sit back <laughs> for about that. twelve messages to go back. Came in, then, man. But uh, I still got the, man. Hold on, y'all. But, uh, but on. I but still that, got the message of Justin. That, that was that was crazy. It's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Devin, shout out to Justin, man. Yeah, it's, it's but I got it in my phone. I'm gonna find it in a minute. But that shit was crazy. Justin was pissed. And the, and the, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the piggyback on what you said about that and him him taking us him taking us out there. Hold on, I ain't gonna read all this. Some of this shit kind of bad. Nah, you ain't got to read. <laughs> but yeah, it, nah. it was just like we were just. It, it was, was just. It's just a blessing. You still got them. Yeah, you know? man. It's yeah. a conversation me and Justin. Yeah, had, man. yeah. But uh, to piggyback on what Devo said about my dad, you know, he got us together throwing the routes. But not only that, he took the time out to find – shout out Cousin Lerone, putting together the the highlight tapes. Back now, y'all got Huddle. 2011, yeah. Huddle, you had to record on your camcorder. Yeah. Upload it to Upload YouTube. it, cut it up, upload to YouTube, or put it on the CD. Right. So a DVD. So and that's they, what coaches wanted. They wanted you to give them a CD. So then he did that. But not only did my dad do that, man. This man right here stayed up countless, countless hours every day to send my highlight tape and uh and a uh synopsis of the summary on myself about school, what kind of person I was, to every school in America. Let me repeat that. Yeah. To every school, not every D one, because my dad knew I deserved to play D one ball, but he he knew it, it's not guaranteed. Every D one, D one double A, D two, Canadian college, yeah. D three, whatever whatever school that might even no stones unturned. Whatever school might yeah. may give a athletic scholarship or even may not. Yeah. They can find some money. He sent my highlight tape three, four times over. Do you know how many schools is out there? A lot yeah. of them. So, so for that, for a man, for a man to do that, I don't care if it's your kid or not. Yeah, that's that's sacrifice. But, but you, no, but you know what though, Ed? and and, and I, it feels uncomfortable for me to hear somebody throw throw some appreciation my way because. I just do it out of habit, right. you know. It could be a total stranger, and that's uh, that's what I was gonna get to. Like, not only did he do that for me, he he did it for my little brother. Yeah, he did it for uh, one of my little bros. Not my real little bro, but one of my little bros that played basketball. Got him into multiple. 
different colleges because certain situations that happen. Got other players into college, football-wise, softball, my little sister, and some more people, soccer, whatever sport. Like, he has, he has a system that one day y'all going to hear about it's going to go along with. He has a system to help high school athletes get where they want to be. Yeah. And for him to do that and come up with a system and sacrifice those nights and hours of sleep and just and then be passionate about it because it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like he was oh I gotta do this. It wasn't it wasn't look it wasn't no money involved and it wasn't no like attitude. It wasn't like dang I gotta go yeah. do this for he was just in there blah, 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 typing typing away typing away sitting away. But but D, it's just like with you. Yeah, I knew. I was right. It was almost like I was right there. I went in the locker room. I went out on the practice field with But I saw the hours and the time that y'all put in this, man. Right. And you, I look at you like my son. Right. And I wanted y'all to realize some fruits from that labor that y'all was putting in. You know what I'm saying? And that that's what meant so much to me. Because right. I've been there where in high school where you go out there and do your all and then nothing happens. And see, nowadays, let's just admit it. I don't know what it is. And it's something that really needs to be looked at because I'm going to go on record and say 90 plus percent of high school coaches feel or act like they really don't have to help you get a scholarship at all. Now, they, they might help somebody that you that's going to get one anyway. Right. But... I think something needs to be done where that child, that 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 you are asked in tenth, eleventh grade by that head, that high school coach, do you want to play college football? This is what you're gonna to have to do to get on track. Yeah, that's cool. This is what I'm gonna do. And that that'll be that'll be a great topic, yeah. great topic for another one of our segments because that needs to be addressed. really addressed deeper, deeper, yeah. dug in deeper. And I got a lot to say about that. I have a lot of experiences, a lot of things I've went through and I've seen. You know right. what I mean? Definitely dealing with this training, my training, cats training with me in high school that have potential, but the coaches don't see it or right. may, they might, you know, it's who you know at the end right. of the day, like I said. And, and that's and that's key. I'm going to tell you like this. I've seen the situation we were in, and I've seen the situation my brother in. Now, my brother's team, Lake Ridge High School, one of the top football teams in Texas. What position did he play for? Play guard in Auckland. Uh... It's number 72. Okay. So he, I mean, they get Office guys. Office of guard. Office of guard. They have Texas, A&M. They got Baylor. All those cats right. coming in. You know what I'm saying? They coming in, feeding them this, this, and that. Well, you look at Terry. What tradition do we have after Anthony Dixon? And that was, what, 2014, 15 years ago. You see what I'm saying? We don't. We were never a traditional power. So it had to be addressed where, like, how your dad did. And even for you, I don't know if you realize, but I got looked at off of some of your highlight tapes. I know I, Jackson State came to me very mm-hmm. heavy. They wanted me to play there. They wanted me to, like, walk on, for walk on. I was going to get money, but it was going to be, like, after the fact. But I got looked at because of you. And then also, I don't know if you remember, but I think Central Arkansas looked at you, too. I heard mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. The reason why I heard from them was because my stepdad's folks are from the Conway area. So we kind of, you know, we knew what about, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we had sent some tape to them and then watched Top Baptist Central State. But I said all to say this, we were never a traditional power. That didn't go from when Jamie was there. That goes from kids now. 
they're not a traditional power. So when these school, when these big schools are coming to Jackson, they're going to Northwest Rankin, they're going to Madison Central, they're going to Brandon. They go to Terry like, oh, that's a nice school. I want to get athletes. Oh, I've never heard of this school. I'm gonna keep on going. Or, or that's why or you got to speak up your athletes. And that's and that's the point. And that's why I'm saying we have to have. That's a whole another podcast. You see what right, I'm right. Yeah, you're right. That's a, that's like you say. It's a whole another podcast. But like you say, they come in. They ask you, do you got some players? The coaches responsibly tell them they do and how many. And, yeah. and then then they gonna look. If they tell them they don't got none, they ain't looking. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But man, Devo man, I appreciate you coming by. It's late on a Thursday night. Well, we yeah, gotta man. we gotta do this some more too, D. And, and, yeah, and, and like I say, man. I'm I'm annoying you, my feeling, man, and my standing. If I can't make it, man, oh, yeah, give me an excuse to go to New Orleans. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, man, and uh, sure. Tomorrow, you know, shine a, a little light on myself. I don't like to do that a lot, but tomorrow, uh, I'm participating in a fashion show in Jackson, Mississippi, at the Art Center tomorrow. Friday, the February twenty eighth. He's a model, guys. <laughs> uh, not like, and it started just with modeling, but yeah. not only that. Tomorrow, I've been blessed with the opportunity for my clothing to be have its own segment. Oh, nice! In the in the uh, fashion show, uh, XR Elite. Um, of course, you know I have athletic gear for men and women, but also casual gear. So I have a few pieces um, in the fashion show and. You know, with with uh, the Lord's willing, I'm I have many more opportunities like that, like this, and I just thank uh, the corporation for this opportunity. Well, the thing too, you need to make sure X, before you even do the fashion show thing. Tomorrow, you got an event at Jackson State University where you're going to be uh, highlighting and showcasing fitness for yeah. a group of students. Right uh, at Jackson State tomorrow, we'll be uh, speaking to students just about life, about uh, health, fitness. Um, just how to just maneuver with health and fitness and with life in general, and then send them through some exercises, some technique things, and just have some fun with them, just giving back to the community, giving back to the kids in our community. Uh, and that's not that does it's not introduced to these things with healthy eating, with how to take care of yourself, with how to stay active because we're in an age of technology and an age of fast food. So that really needs to be something. And really more importantly, it's just not forgetting the bridge that brought you across. Right. You know, that's what that's what I like to boil it down to. Devo, you got something you want to add, man? Man, leave them leave with your contact, your, your, contact. your Instagram, yeah, your yeah, Twitter. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, any other podcast you, you own? Yeah. yeah. So uh, my Twitter is... Uh, well, my Twitter and Instagram actually is devil underscore hoped, and that's D E V O underscore H O L T. Other podcasts I do, man. I'm I'm kind of like a journeyman when it comes to podcasts, but I have a podcast all about the cap. It's on uh it's on uh, Anchor. It's more so of a you get the other side of me, the goofy side of me on that podcast. So I think y'all really check that out. Um, definitely gonna check it, man. Yeah, yeah. definitely check it out, man. I, I, like I said, I have like you know multiple personalities when I do stuff. But uh yeah man, like I said, uh just honestly man, I'm just trying to make it through this <laughs> this nursing school. It's rough. But you know, I'm gonna get it, bro. Well you know man, once once you cross over man and, and earn those credentials that you that you're working so hard to earn, the profession is 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 gonna gain oh, yeah. a, 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 a another viable asset, man. You know, not just a nurse but somebody, a nurse that cares. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Right. And that means that that means a lot, man. A nurse that cares, you know. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and one, can I ask one, Devin? You know, Devin, why you're here, man? Yeah. I know X, you in the fitness, but Devo, you're even closer, mm-hmm. man, to 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 illnesses and, and sicknesses. Right. You know, with this whole uh, uh, international. Uh, rise and, and with this 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 coronavirus, man. Give us some some things that we need to do to to try to safeguard ourselves, man, and try to and and, and 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 try to be as safe as possible. People say the surgical masks don't really mean nothing. So tell us, man, what we can what we can do to try to keep from getting caught up with that kind of stuff. I'm gonna man. tell you like this, man. And people, when I say this, people be like, "Really? Wash your hands." That's, yes. Wash your, your hands. hands. I repeat, wash your hands. That is key. Coronaviruses, viruses start. They have to find a host. If you have germs on your hands, that's a host. You're digging in your nose, digging and in eyes, your nose, and mouth, and ears. Keep your hands out of your face. Right. Wash your hands. And that's really all it is, man. Yeah. If you look back, and then just be aware of your surroundings. You see people coughing, or it sounds like a cough that's out of the norm. And it's really, really dry. You don't need to be around there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know what I normally do, Dave? I was at Slams the other day. Guy just sneezing out loud, man, and, and didn't even try to cover it up or anything. I held my breath and walked away. Yeah. I held my breath, turned my head quickly, and walked away because that's what gets in your nostril that mist mm-hmm. that those that an individual may emanate. It gets in your in your in yeah. your passageway. Personal hygiene is the reason why diseases and viruses pass on from person to person. If we can take care of our personal hygiene, as far as like our sneezing, coughing, mm-hmm. if we can sneeze in this area right here. This area is not touching you. The for my listeners, the the, the elbow crease, crease in your elbow is where you need to sneeze. Not in your hands, not anywhere else. Crease your elbow because you're not contacting anyone in there. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to clean that, that part off when you take a bath. Right. You have to be conscious of your personal hygiene. You got to wash your hands. Because you, you got to wash your hands. Take baths because moisture builds up. That's a host for viruses, bacteria, and all that. And I and that's that's crazy you brought me on it because I can go on a whole podcast about how personal hygiene will help you be healthy and keep away from these viruses. Man, I just couldn't. I, I, I would have been remiss if I had took advantage of a medical professional being in our midst tonight, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, shoot. Uh, Evo left us with something great to, you know, continue our week with. Uh, I'm going to leave you. Of course, you know, I'm going to leave you with the uh, information. Email us if you have any questions, concerns, topics you would like to uh, hear. If you want us to, if you have any you want to ask us for advice, letters, or anything, email us at likefather, like son 32 at gmail.com. We'll read your letters on the air. We'll give you our advice and uh, go from there. Um, hit us up on Instagram, likefather underscore, like son underscore pod. Hit us up on Twitter, LFLS underscore pod. The podcast is available on all platforms, all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and many, many more. So go check us out. Tell your friends about us. Uh, Share the link with them. Tell them to subscribe. 
and just participate, man. I, yeah, I will, smash up that subscribe button. Got to and smash, smash up the likes. Smash up the likes. Smash it up, and then we just we we will love way. We will love participation. We will love a flood of emails. We would love to be able to talk to you, to our listeners, on on e- from emails about whatever you, whatever questions or concerns or advice you need or any have. constructive criticism. Any constructive criti- criticism we'll take. Uh, before we head out of here, Dad, uh, what, what you want to leave? Man, you know, like I do on the regular, man, I got to leave this. You know, if it ain't real, it ain't right. If it ain't right, it ain't real. Uh, I love you know, like I said, I love it all the time. Uh, you know me, drinking water, always listen to what Devo said. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And um, what I want to leave, man, and in any and all situations, sit back and thoroughly think about them. Thoroughly think about what happened and what. Cause we have we naturally be like, oh, this happened to me. This shouldn't happen to me. Oh, this person did this. This person did that. Or they didn't listen to me at the store, or at the restaurant, whatever. But sit back in all situations and think about how could you have handled that situation better. Right. How did? You, what did you do to ignite any flame that was in there? Ask that person you see in the mirror every day. Every day because every morning because nine times out of ten, the outcome you're so upset with is an outcome that you started and created. Remember that, man. Hey, me me and Pops will be back very soon on the podcast. We dropping this on Friday, February twenty eighth. Happy birthday, Jamie and Rush. Happy birthday, Jada Rush. Happy birthday to my my little dude, man. Love you, and uh, if y'all if y'all uh, want to go say happy birthday to him, what's underscore duh underscore rush on Instagram, and man, we're gonna be back on Wednesday with another episode of Like Father Like Son. That's right, that's right. You know I'm calling it. We about to sign off, but it's a happy birthday for my boy. That's all I want to let him know, man. It's a happy birthday, man. We've almost. <laughs> About to sign off on episode 14 of Like Father, Like Son. Doug, can you leave us with something, man? Leave, leave For your birthday, boy, tell, first of all, tell them how old you are and then leave them with something before we sign out. Man, I'm 23 years old, you know, George Gear, George Gear. Hey. Man. Hey, man, let me see. Been a long day, I know that. A long day. <laughs> I'm just about to say I'm going to leave the people with take it with a grain of salt, man. Take the bullshit with a grain of salt. There you go. Hey, don't, don't let it season nothing. Yeah. Hey, hey. Keep on pushing. We, we appreciate that, man. I know, my listeners, we went over our normal between 40 minutes and an hour, but it was necessary, man. Man, who cares about time when we, we got time, substance? Man. When substance time, get in the way, you don't care nothing about hey, no time. It's come before T. <laughs> hey, I feel, I feel it. I like it. I like it. But hey, we out. We out. Appreciate that. Like father, All like right, son. Uh, like father, like son. We love you, boy. Love you. Like father, like son. Like father, like son. Yeah. Like father, like son. Like father, like son. Pimpin' them days when I was hustling, I was out all night. I was
hoes in no street. Told my papa I was a G. I'ma get them bands by any means. See my papa, he want me, told me they go friend and friend of me. Get your education, a bad little woman, and raise a family. You can put that weight on me. Watch me fly and spread my wings. Know at time we disagree. Vision far than I can see. About to grow that family tree. Multiply the world and watch it just spread like the sea. And you know I'ma go hard. Show me Show me little boy how to own this land Show me little boy how to get these bands Take your time, don't move too fast I like sun, life I like sun, yeah Life I like sun, life I like sun, yeah I'm show me little boy how to be a man Show me little boy how to own this land Show me little boy how to get these bands Take your time, don't move too fast I like sun, life I like sun, yeah Life I like sun, life I like sun, yeah Show my little boy how to own up all this land. Stack up your money, savings, create your plan. Turn yourself to the biggest man. Find the license. Ask the Lord what will.